0: The volume.
1: What is going on, everybody? John Middlecop, Go Low here. A little quick, little golf podcast. Sobel won't be joining us because I had to bang this out. I wasn't sure when I was going to be able to do this. Uh, Got to go play golf with my little brother. So times are all over the map, but wanted to get it in because I watched a lot of golf over the last three or four days gambled a lot, and lost a lot of money, but uh, here's the drill. I'm going to give some takes on John Rahm. I watched a little bit of the Netflix show, so I have a couple thoughts on that, as well as Tiger returning, and then we will do a little mailbag. At Golopod, at Golopod is the Instagram. The DMs are wide open. Fire in those DMs, at Golopod, and I'll answer questions here on the show every single week. No Sobel this week. Uh, I I think it's... They're headed to Florida, so we, we will hop back... Next, I think Bay Hills in two weeks, maybe, maybe it's in three weeks. So we, we will definitely be talking gambling next week. Um, I need to take a breather. I, I've gotten taken to the woodshed the last couple of weeks. I, I should have just bet John Rom. <laughs> yeah, just bet John Rom, and you have a chance to win. Do not take some of these other guys that I'm gambling on. God, I was terrible. But uh, let's dive in again. At Golo Pod is the Instagram. Fire in the DM. Subscribe to the podcast. This podcast, Golo Pod, every single week is just on the three and out feed, so it's very easy to find. Make sure you subscribe to the feed. Appreciate everyone listening. Let's dive in. Uh, And before we dive into the podcast, a lot going on, check out my friends at Game Time. Listen, you want to go to an event, basketball game, March Madness right around the corner, baseball. Baseball is about to start. A lot of games, 162. But before they even start the season, they have this thing called spring training. You want to go to Florida, you want to go to Arizona, get some tickets. What you do is go to your app store in your smartphone. I know you have one. Download the Game Time app. It's the fastest growing ticket app in America. When you do, use the promo code J-O-H-N, that's my name, John, and get $20 off. You want to take your brother, your dad, your girlfriend, your wife, your son to a game, to a concert. You want to go to a concert, just go to the Game Time app, search your favorite artist, see if he's coming to a city near you. And when you do that and you find that he is, use my promo code John. First-time users get $20 off tickets. Can't recommend it enough. Games, sports, hockey, obviously basketball, baseball, football. We got to wait a little bit, but that'll come back eventually. And obviously concerts, we got you covered. Promo code John. That's J-O-H-N for first time users. $20 off. Can't recommend it enough. If you're going to go to an event, use my promo code. That's how you thank me. I appreciate everyone that's listening and everyone that's used it. Keep hammering that bad boy. Promo code John. Okay, where do we want to start? Uh, I've never been to Riviera. I've obviously never played it. I would imagine most people listening fall under that uh, umbrella as well. But every time this tournament comes around every single year, you talk about it popping on TV. An old school, tough track with scorable holes, right? There are par fives the guys can take advantage of. And then there are just diabolical holes. I mean, hole 10 looks impossible, Yet it's 300 yards. And I think what's cool about professional golf, and this is why we love the major, specifically like the U.S. Open or when the British Open gets really hard, depending on the venue, maybe, you know, the PGA Championship, like to watch guys struggle or really, really have to work for par. And that's what Riv reminds me of. Just a very, very difficult course. Now, these guys are so good. Obviously, John Rahm, and we'll dive into in a second. I mean, they're going to shoot 15, 16, 17 under par, the top guys at least. But if you look at the leaderboard, the best players in the world were right there. Literally, I mean, two of them. I think Scotty Scheffler was T12 and John Rahm won it. But just just a fantastic tournament. I'm biased. I'm a West Coast guy. Love the West Coast swing. I mean, I, It just doesn't get any better. And I know Pebble Beach has been diminished over the years, but Pebble, Torrey, uh, waste management, obviously Riv, you know, it's just, it's just a cool stretch starting in Hawaii. The views it's hard to beat. You know, I have never played golf in Florida. Uh, obviously they have some really good golf courses, some really hard golf courses. I don't even think it's comparable. The West coast swing greater side, the Florida swing, but it's over now. And John Rahm officially stamped. Like I said, this last show, there are three players that have kind of separated themselves over the last year, right? Rory, Rom, Scotty Scheffler. And the way I described it was Scotty Scheffler is the most unique. Rory's the most pure, like the most talented. And John Rom is the best. And right now, John Rom is on a heater of all heaters, even for him. He's been one of the better players in the world now for a while. But I think officially he's the number one player in the world. I, I think we all... If you follow the game and everything with live, I think we have to acknowledge. You know, I don't really take it that seriously anymore. But like, I think it's fair to say, if you had to bet on one single guy, if your life depended on it to beat someone else, you would take John Rom. If you had to bet on one single guy to win a golf tournament, you would bet on John Rom. If you had just bet a hundred dollars, $1, a thousand dollars, whatever, on John Rom, every single tournament in two thousand twenty-three to win. You would be up a lot. I was playing golf yesterday, and we were talking about if we just put a thousand dollars to start this year on John Rahm every single week, you'd be up big. And his odds have been terrible. His odds have been terrible. I overthought it this week. I'm like, I'm going to bet Justin Thomas right away. I knew I'm screwed. You know, I should have bet Rahm or Homa. And to me, John Rahm is just—it it looks like he is poised to have a historic year. One of those six, seven wins. Two majors, like, holy shit. One of those that kind of elevates his status for the rest of his life in the game of golf, right? He's already one of this era's better players, and it feels like he's trending to be like an all time great talent. But there's a difference of having a year like, remember 2023 when this dude won seven times and two majors? And here's the other thing, and regardless what you think of Phil and Liv, like, it did force the tour into action from a financial standpoint to pay these guys more money. And when you go on a heater now of, let me just read you 2023 for John Rahm. First in Hawaii. First in Palm Springs. Seventh at Torrey Pines. Third at Waste Management. He didn't even play that well. First last week. Three wins. And a third. And a T7. I mean, if he doesn't get in the top five, it it is shocking. He's already won close to $10 million. John Rahm is poised to have a season. I'm just going to assume he's going to win the FedEx. He's obviously going to get some pip cash. He's going to have a $40 million season. He's already super loaded, super rich. And this guy, like one thing that happens now, if you have a great season in golf, it is very, very lucrative. Hell, Max Homa has already won over $6 million. He's poised to have a $20 million season. So the amount of money you can win now, because of these elevated events, when you play at a really high level and go on a heater is kind of stupid, you know, and it, it was kind of, you know, symbolic that Tiger was around because the reason all this money, regardless of even live, is even fathomable is because of Eldrick Tiger Woods. But now Rory, you know, before guys like Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, all these guys have really benefited from it. But now, if you win these elevated o- events, like he just won three point six million dollars. Hell, sec- Max Homa got second and won over two million dollars. The cash is flowing. This bad boy is incredible, and no one is poised to take more advantage of it than John Rom. Like, if you are one of these top guys and you're just in the mix all the time, and you win a couple times a year. There really isn't that much of a draw to go to live if that's not really your vibe, right? Because Rom even admitted last year I turned down forty you know, whatever, $400, $500 million. I think people are speculating. Now, I don't know if he's going to win that much playing on the PGA Tour, but he's going to rack up a ton of golf or a ton of money playing golf when he wants to play golf. So it's fun to watch an elite player come into his own, and that's what's happening to John Rom. And listen, Max Homa, I think he's officially eight. Again, like I don't really necessarily take the rankings that seriously. He's clearly one of the best players in the world. And he's a guy who has kind of replaced, which it, you kind of notice it, right? Cam Smith, DJ. I know Kepka had been shitty for a while, we'll get into him in the Netflix series. Bryson, Patrick Reed, just some of the core guys who have won big tournaments who are just no longer around, who I don't want to say diminish the field strength, but it, it's not quite the same. And part of the way to make up for those guys who are never coming back, we think, you never know, get to Brooks Kepka, is you need some guys to step up. And I, I think Max has. And these last couple years, he has been awesome. And, and you watch him, obviously statistically. I mean, when he's in the mix, he's he wins. This is the first time that he's been like had a real chance to win. Hell, been leading and didn't win the tournament. Like part of his deal, like four or five wins. Like when he's in the mix, he closes the door. Little different when you're playing with John Rom, and it's why he got emotional after. Obviously from L.A., but Max Home is a star. I mean, he just is. Like Max Home is going to win a major. I mean that that feels like a lock. And to me, I've said it over and over, like he's going to win the U.S. Open or the PGA Championship. He is a fantastic, tough golf course player. So it's cool to watch a guy. You know, I would say he's a little bit of a late bloomer, though. I mean, he won the national championship in college. But in terms of his professional career, it's well documented now. And he's just one of those guys who kind of gets it. You know, he's been fantastic in terms of he was the first guy to try the ear pod you know, uh, or the the AirPod in his ear for television. And he just feels like I don't know him, but seems like a good guy. And obviously just, you know, becoming an elite player. And it's, it's just fun to watch. Second, last year, you know, I, I thought Tiger's master performance was one of the coolest things ever because no one thought he was going to play. And then it's out of nowhere. I, I think it was like the week before he's like Tiger Woods is playing in the Masters and him limping around. Uh, you know, by the weekend, him making grimaces on his face, it was it was admirable because I, I, I say this all the time. Anytime you're that rich, that accomplished and he's old, like, why is he doing this? The level of like most human beings would not do that, right? They would just they would just tap out. Like, what do I for who for what? As Ricky Waters once says, there's a level of pride deep down in the guy's stomach, in his loins that separated him his entire life. And he still has that because at 47 years old, and I said last week, listen, he's a businessman. He understands playing in this tournament, draws eyeballs. But I also think it's like, it's kind of bored. He wants to play, uh, but it's very difficult with, I don't know, a fake ankle, a reconstruction knee, and a fused back. But he just keeps grinding. And hell, on Saturday, he shot 67. And he was five under, actually, with like three holes to go. And then he made, I think, a bogey on 15 or 16. It actually could have been 66. But to me, he looks dramatically better just physically relative to like where he's ever going to get. And my takeaway was watching him this weekend. And I know I think early on in the tournament, I mean, he was hitting balls like 330 yards. He outdrove Rory. His his ball speed, his swing speed was just pretty eye opening. It's honestly kind of sucks that if he hadn't. Now, one was self-inflicted, but the back, if he had just stayed healthy, who knows? But obviously that that's not. The case and he is a banged up golfer but it's just cool to watch the guy around and i I think it's fair to say if he's healthy he's obviously going to play the majors every year but but i think we get riv i also think without saying it like how's he not going to play the players I, i think we're getting a guy now that maybe plays two or three extra pga tour tournaments on top of the majors and clearly he's just in a pretty good mindset of he's he he looks happy playing golf and he's honestly pretty good. You know, his putter was atrocious. I think that's one of the most relatable things anyone can have. And I would imagine never played on the PGA tour. Uh, you know, one thing that's that's pretty evident at Riv, those greens are hard. They are fast. Uh it, it can't be easy just to show up when you haven't been in the mix of playing in these tournaments of getting used to, you know, just the speed of a weekly basis of PGA tour greens. And then just show up and and compete. And and honestly, two out of the four rounds he did. right? He shot under par two out of the four rounds. I think that's an incredible accomplishment. At one point in time on Saturday, dude was in the top 20. I mean, top 20 was beating a ton of dudes that are elite golfers. Uh, So it's just fun to have Tiger back. And like I said, Tiger plays, I watch. It's a pretty simple formula. If Tiger's involved, I'm, I'm involved as a consumer. And most people that follow this sport are. So the more Tiger can play, the better it is for the sport. I I think he understands, like, not that they need him in the sense of because he's never going to be what he once was, but his presence is very, very important. And and there's a big difference of just showing up and actually playing in the event. Like, it, it takes it to 50x, right? It's why the majors, he could just go to the Masters and be around. It's a lot different of him playing in the Masters, of him playing in the U.S. Open. And he was going to be around this event no matter what, because it's his. But him just sitting there with Jim Nance on Saturday or Sunday bullshitting, you know, in, in joggers and Nike tennis shoes is a lot different than him on the course playing and then coming up to the booth talking about his round and the tournament. And I think we felt that this week. And it's just it's always the more he plays, the better it is, even in this kind of form that he's in, which is which at times can be tough to watch because there is just a noticeable limp. But clearly he's even acknowledged that's never going away. It's just, it's remarkable how good he is at golf still. I guess you you work that hard for that long, you just never lose it.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Listen, you can bet on the game any way you want. Straight up, aka Moneyline, point spreads, team totals. You can also do player props, whether it's points, rebounds, assists, covers it all. And so many more exclusive bets, like 2 times 3 two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. How fun is that? FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com, promo code Colin. That's FanDuel.com, promo code Colin, to learn more. 1 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369 New York Tennessee Redline 1 800 888 9789 Tennessee 1 800 522 4700 Wyoming visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia I watched some of Netflix I- I've watched the first episode on JT and Speed I watched the second episode on Kepka and Scheffler and I watched, the, I think, the fourth episode on Joel Damon. And here were a couple of my big takeaways. One, I thought the first episode was kind of meh. And part of it is like, I, I'd say JT and Jordan Spieth are two of the most covered players in the sport. So unless they're going to be really vulnerable, uh, and JT's dad was a little bit. But it's like, I, I don't really know what we're going to gain beside these guys just kind of kicking it. right? And But I, I feel like I have so much content of them just kind of kicking it it nothing is really different from if we if you listen to this you probably follow the the golf pretty closely like you're not going to gain anything new right i i one thing and listen i am not uh a documentarian right i'm not i I have no work in this industry so i'm not trying to act like i know how to make one of these better than these guys that made it because these guys clearly know what they're doing but if they would ask my advice after just kind of peeking what you would have done. Now, all these episodes are not dependent on the other episode, at least in the ones I've watched. Like they're, they're just kind of their own, you know, snapshot or in depth look at the guy they're talking about in that given episode. Like most shows on Netflix, if there are eight episodes, you have to watch in one, two, three, four. I, you can jump around in this one pretty clearly. So you could have started. The entire show would just, and Tiger did not participate in this, but this tour of this group of guys is a creation of Tiger Woods, right? Especially a lot of the stars. They all looked up, idolized the guy. How could you not? He was the Michael Jordan of the sport when all these guys that are in their mid to late twenties up to the mid thirties, he was the guy when they were kids. Why didn't you just start the whole show of just all those guys? Because they are participating just talking about Tiger Woods because you get all the footage from the tour in terms of you're allowed to use it. They, they clearly gave you the thumbs up to just make it about his influence on the sport. I thought that would have been more powerful leading into kind of the show. Maybe I'm wrong, but th- that's what if I if I would have got one like, hey, what would you have done? That would have been my move. Just kind of them talking about the influence he's had and then and then kind of building it around what the tour is today with all these young kind of more athletic guys because of Tiger Woods. Like that is the sport you're covering. It, it is just a creation uh, of Tiger. Brooks Kepka. I I played golf on Friday and Saturday. On Friday, I played pretty damn well. I had a couple birdies. I had an eagle. I shot 75. Then I played on Sunday at True North. It's a very hard course uh, up in uh, North Scottsdale, and it was windy. I barely broke 90. I think one of the most relatable, and I'm like a 3-4 handicap uh, who plays a lot better in the summer than I do the winter because I play more. But whether you're a 10 handicap, whether you're a scratch golfer, whether you're a 20 handicap, golf is a very frustrating game. It is very difficult. And Azinger has said this on television before, and Brooks Kepka reiterated that. Golf is a sport where on any given shot, you can feel like all your confidence is gone and you're never going to get it back. And it's just gone. You're like, it could be in the middle of the round. It could be in a driving range. Like, I have no clue what I'm doing. And it's also the sport after one shot, you you purify iron, hit a beautiful drive or stick a wedge. You go, I'm going to kick everyone's ass. And the confidence you feel like you're unbeatable for that one given shot leading into the next shot. And it's so fleeting at any moment it can go. And at any moment it can come and say what you want about Kepka. I thought he was very vulnerable in that episode. And was just good talking about confidence. Because I actually think that's one of the most relatable things in the sport of golf. I think every single human, whether you're Tiger Woods, Jeff Bezos, or, you know, I, I don't care who you are. It goes up and down at points and times in your life. Now, some people have it for longer stretches than others, but it is one of the most normal, relatable human emotions is how confidence inside you at a given time whether it's professionally whether it's personally it's part of life and obviously professionally we've all gone through highs and lows the older you get it's unavoidable right you've had good years you've had bad years some of you've been laid off some of you have been promoted <laughs> like we, we all the older you get you have gone through the gamut of emotions professionally you, you, you've had record year sales you've your company's gone under right it's it's part of Being a human being in America, and I thought Kepka talking about like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get it back after I was kicking everyone's ass, was just pretty cool. It it really is. And I don't expect to get that just listening to some other podcasts, people talking about it. I don't know, like Jordan Spieth in the first episode. Part of what makes Jordan so cool is Jordan Spieth was a historical player. Won those majors, became just an all-time phenomenon. And then he just kind of fell off the map, was playing pretty shitty. And they don't even talk about that. Like, that is what relates us to these golfers, right? Ricky Fowler, if I was doing season two, it would be Ricky Fowler clearly is pretty solid at golf again. Like, what was it like being an elite player, kicking ass, getting top fives in all these majors, winning tournaments, not that many, but he won some, and just being considered one of the better players on the PGA Tour to then being really shitty. Like, what is that like? Even though we can't relate to it as normal golfers, it is a relatable trait in the sport of golf. Right. And and I just, we don't get enough of that. And whether it's because they, you know, they feel guarded, they don't want to give that to us. But I I thought Kepka did a really good job. And I also think you could build this entire show off kind of more of the journeyman. And I know you need some of the stars. Like that's my, that's why I would do the Tiger Woods, you know, episode but I think more Joel Damons is actually better content. Now, I know he's a unique person, unique story, but I think following more guys who are struggling to make it, like there was, a sh- there was a scene in his episode where he was in the mix in the U.S. Open in 2022. And he comes, I think it's on Sunday, and he he walks in the clubhouse as John Rom, Roy McElroy, and Colin Morikawa. And they're talking about private jets, you know? And obviously, Joel Damon, I don't know if maybe he is now, but he's not like a consistent private jet flyer. And I think that is more relatable to the consumer. Even listen, golf, like relative to the other sports, much higher household income, much people with money play golf relative to other sports. Right. But still, most people that play golf are not flying private jets, are not multimillionaires. They actually relate more to Joel Damon, the guy who's just kind of trying to make it. Easy go, lucky guy. Frustrated with the game. It's hard, and I, I think you hammer home more guys like that makes for better content than just following, you know, Justin Thomas because he's a star. Even though I bet on him all the time, he never wins me any money. That's what I'm saying about Max Homa. I would feel much more confident on a weekly basis putting my hard, cold hard cash on Max Homa than Jordan Spieth and, and Justin Thomas. So to me, that's the way that I judge players. Am I more confident putting money on you? Or do I know right away on Friday, like should have done that. Wish I wouldn't have done that. And that's how I feel about Max Homa relative to some of these other top Americans, because I, I would rather bet on Max Homa than those other two guys. Justin Thomas, not happy. You know, put a put a, several C notes on him and he wasn't even close. But I, I thought the Joel Damon episode was just, that's just good content. It, it just is. And speaking of Kepka, there was a story this week about him interested in coming back to the PJ Tour. And... <clears throat> I actually think you watch that episode, you get it. Like part of what he liked was like being on the big stage was competing. And I think it's pretty clear him specifically. He went to live because he thought like his body was fucked and he'd never get it back and he never compete. And I wonder if now maybe he's feeling better. Maybe he thinks like you turn on the television, you watch the waste management, which he's won before and go, I kind of miss that. I'm going to be playing where on the CW, no one's going to watch me. The golf doesn't matter. Now, I got rich, right? And I, listen, I was pro. I understand why all these guys took the money, but I wonder if it's starting to cross his mind. Like, this kind of sucks. Like, it's it's cool having the money, but like, what else do I do? Like, my wife already annoys me. He, I'm not putting that out there. He acknowledged that on the uh, on the episode. And I just wonder, like, you missed the juice. Like, you watched the last two weeks. Now, these are two of the bigger tournaments of the year, non-majors, right? Right up there with the players and Memorial. but. A lot of juice, and part of what any elite athlete at the top of their profession—I would say anybody, you know, professionally at at a high level—wants is the juice. Why so many rich guys? Anyone listening to this knows a lot of successful older people. It's like, why can't this guy just kind of quit and retire? Because he gets bored. He likes the juice of doing a deal. How many successful people do you know in like their fifties, sixties, still do deals? When it's like, bro, you don't have to do that. You got enough cash, just chill but they can't help themselves. They, they, they love the transaction, right? No different than a golfer. They like being on the weekend with a lot of people watching and it really mattering. And that's the one thing like Liv's just not going to have. And I wonder if Kepka's like, God, I I, I miss that element of my career because that's clearly not coming back. And um, yeah, I mean, I I thought, I, I hope that they're able to get, and I know this season doesn't really have it, more kepkas You know, if you're going to get the elite players, what makes that interesting is them talking about the struggle. And like Joel Damon doesn't need to talk about the struggle. He is the struggle, right? He is the guy just trying to put food on the table for his caddy. But the top guys who have all this money, who live in these enormous houses in these sweet communities, what makes them relatable is like they can sit there on their couch and go, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do. This, my my game sucks. I, I, I do not have it right now mentally. And, um, Listen, if if Kepka or any of these guys to me ever want to come back, I, I think the tour would be foolish. The top guys, not not the older guys, and they're not going to want to come back. But any of the guys under 40, you know, Bryson and who knows, but Cam Smith and I, I don't think he'd come back either. But DJ probably won't come back either. But it mainly be Kepka. I, I I would have no problem allowing him back. Okay, let's dive into the mailbag. Very, very easy to do. At Golopod, at Golopod is the Instagram DMs are wide open. Let's start with Lucas. I wonder if people realize how ridiculous it is that Tiger is consistently between 175 and 180 ball speed off the tee. 46 years old, back fusion, almost dies in a car accident, breaks leg, ankles issue now. It's beyond incredible. I, I, I truly believe... And listen, I'm a Tiger Stan, as the kids would say. I I think he's like the greatest competitor and greatest will to like keep competing we've ever seen. Brady's right up there, but like Tiger's on a different level. I love MJ, but like MJ drank, smoked, and screwed around a lot. You know, like Tiger's ability to just like never, and he retired a couple times. Like Tiger's just not tapping out. It's 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 insane. I'm with you. I'm coming down to Arizona in May, and I'm looking at a play a couple rounds with some friends in Scottsdale area. Any recommendations? Uh, this is Joe. I played True North yesterday. It's pricey, but it is a it is a sweet course. Uh, I think you can never go wrong with Wika Pal. I think an underrated, just solid, it's a little easier, hence why I'm out of shot 75, is Kierland. It's kind of resort golf, as well as Desert Ridge. Uh, it's a Marriott property. It's got Faldo courses. Again, a little resorty, but it's not bad either. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with any of those courses. TPC, you know, if you don't want to pay the freight to pay TPC, which it's not cheap, the course across the street, which is also TPC, Champions, is a pretty cool track. Happy to see Tiger playing well. It's hard to lower your expectations for him, but the fact that he is still out there and playing well is something we should all enjoy. I agree. He's just... He's just an entertaining individual to watch play golf. I mean, it's it's really that easy. I mean, to describe, right? He plays golf. Our interest in watching the tournament just goes up dramatically. Love to bet on golf, but waiting till round three and four, you can get decent odds similar to uh, an in-game on football. What do you think? Do you do that? I don't, but maybe I should. Uh, I you know I I hit Max Homa. One problem I have in golf betting is I will hit an outright, and then I'll just be addicted to it. You know, I've, I've spent probably a thousand dollars the last two weeks and I got nothing back. (laughs) You know, I lost, you just throw away money when you bet on these outrights and they're not even in the mix, you know, not even in the mix. I want to just, I want to just look at Justin Thomas and go, how can we get in the mix? How how can we have a shot to win? If I'm going to gamble on you, can we have a shot to win? Please, please. When I gamble on Max Homa, he gives me a shot to win. When I gamble on John Rahm, and I never do because I always say his odds are too shitty and then he's always in the mix. Maybe I'm an idiot. Uh, I, I just I like the odds. I, I I gamble for the odds. I I've always said this. I don't. It's not as much like the thrill. I'm not necessarily doing it to win money to like pay the mortgage or pay the bills. I really gamble to just try to win the most amount of money to then gamble it again. It's kind of a sick way that I look at it. Uh, Zach. I also am betting a bit on PGA Tour this season. Daily Fantasy is the most getting market out there. With your partnership with FanDuel, I would love to hear you add a Daily Fantasy segment, building a lineup for golfers of the upcoming tournament. It's growing vertical, and your content would be perfect for it. Could even have a listener tournament that you were in. Beat the Baldy. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to hate on Fantasy because I have played DFS in golf. I just, Fantasy, like I, I can only focus on so much stuff Gambling, and I know they're kind of directly correlated, but i I played it a couple years ago, and i I just couldn't keep up. And you know, at least with gambling, I felt like I had a shot. DFS, I, I felt like I was never close. I you know I just i'm I'm terrible. I was terrible at fantasy football, which i I rarely play and I quit immediately. and I'm terrible at fantasy golf. I'm just I'm not a great gambler either, but I do enjoy that. Just listen to the first go low podcast. Love that I finally have a golf podcast I like. Thanks, man. And it makes me so happy Ricky is coming back. Like you said, he's easy to root for. I think the most, the coolest part about golf is that guys can, you know, find themselves in the dirt, struggling, sucking, and then make a comeback. That just doesn't really happen in other sports. Like if you suck like Ricky did for a couple years, you get cut in baseball, basketball, or football. And you're just out of the league. In basketball, not really, because you're on some inflated contract and you're just robbing the team. Uh, but in, in football, you, you're out of the league. You get cut, you get washed out. If Ricky was an NFL player, he would just be retired now because no one would have signed him. So it's Jason Day's a good example. Like the last couple years resurrected his career. It's just an element of the sport that is kind of unique. And part of it is, you know, no one's getting tackled. You know, it's just, it's an individual sport, uh, which is really the reason it's possible. Mailbag, last summer you had mentioned that you'd gotten some new irons. Just wondered if they made a difference. I'm pondering a new set. I'm currently a mid-handicap swing in the Callaway X14s. Just wondering if it would be worth it. I got TaylorMade's probably four or five years ago. And one of the reasons I did it is because I was, at the time, I was just hustling my DMs and reaching out to all the golf companies. And one of the dudes at TaylorMade gave me like 50% off. So I I know these clubs are really expensive, obviously. Irons, woods. Putters, you name it. I mean, it's a very, very expensive sport to get the nicer equipment. So I got the irons that are typically like sixteen hundred dollars. I think I paid eight hundred dollars. You know, and that that was the main reason I did it because you know my game, so hit or miss. I you know it definitely helps. They're much more forgiving. I, I think all the new Callaway, TaylorMade, uh, you name it. You go through it, Cobra. The forgiving irons, for most people, 5 to 15 handicap, make a huge difference. You know, the the cavity back, they're just thicker. They, they're they're just much more forgiving clubs than... I mean, I, I started playing golf in the 90s. they, they, they Stuff didn't really exist, you know? The, the technology now has really changed the sport and made it much more enjoyable to play because if you're just decent, if you get the right clubs fitted at the right stuff... You could hit much better shots, you know? So, yeah, I, I, uh, I have tailor made, but hell, we, we are shopping this podcast around. I, I am more than open for business. Uh, I, I'd hit anything, honestly. I would hit anything. So, if you're listening to this and you're a golf company, let's, uh, let's talk business. You know, uh, fire in their DMs, shoot me an email, let's talk because uh, I, I'd hit you name it uh, for the right price. But hopefully uh, everyone enjoys the week. Get out there, play a little golf. If you can, you might be living in a cold-weather place. And let's just take this words of wisdom moving forward. When you're trying to decide on a guy to gamble on, just, just put your shackles on Jon Rom Because right now, that is paying. It feels like he's going to win six or seven times this year. So it feels like you have several more wins in the bag for Johnny Rom, And uh, the guy's on a heater of heaters. I mean, he's, he, he's headed toward the Tiger Woods-like season on and off the course. He's going to make to me like 50-60 million dollars when you factor in everything. So, just cha-ching for the uh the big Spaniard. Adiós, have a good week. See you. <laughs>